and welcome to episode five of the Unqualified Game Chat. I am your host, Azara Lopez, and with me today is my co-host, Spencer Legacy. Hello, I'm in a different room. Hey, Spencer, you're in your bachelor pad? Yeah, I'm in my really cool bachelor pad where like, there's just cool stuff like Star Wars toys and anime stuff. So, yeah. There's one, there's one uh, running SNL gag that doesn't get enough laughs, but I find it the the funniest is when they're trying to sell homes and their one requirement is a man cave. And like, <laughs> I just, I think that's so real and so funny because you hear all these like kind of 40, 45 year old guys are like, really need a man cave for, for, for what? What are you putting in your man you cave? Doing? You just watch sports in the living room, dummy. <laughs> So I just find I just find like uh, cliches like man cave um, kind of funny. It is pre- it's pretty inherently funny, I will say. Yeah, and I think the name is uh, hilarious. But anyway, <laughs> enough about that. Enough about this is, that. This is unqualified game chat recorded every week and posted to podcast services on Thursdays. We got Apple, Spotify, the YouTube. If you can take a minute. To follow us or subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a rating. Please, please. That's your homework. That's your homework for this week. Don't you want to see next gen? <laughs> <laughs> don't you? Don't don't you, no, don't you want to see the next episode of Last Gen? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't you want to see the next episode of Last Gen? That's my brain's fried. It's later than usual. It is pretty late for Little boy Spencer, he decided <sighs> he decided to to oh, extend this hurtful. this uh, this conversation while he hung out with his other friends. I believe there was an emergency. Of I think the word line. he says is "real friends." Sorry, I'm going to hang out with my real. I friend. never said that, Azaria. That's false. That's completely false. I love. Don't you have something fun. else that you could be doing? I could like, be whoa. sleeping, but. Whoa, dude. You know. um, but thank you for even after, even so late, even after you did that. Thank you. I, I love doing this podcast. I wouldn't miss it for the whole dang world. Thank you. Uh, I want to know what you're playing right now. Yeah. So um, a couple games. I played some Days Gone for the first time. It's uh, I don't remember the story because I, I was streaming it and I learned it's really hard to talk while you play games. But it's... Uh, it's by bend if i remember right and they did like the vita uncharted so it feels like a naughty dog light kind of game um but it's it's not bad it's interesting um the the kind of open world like kind of open world that it gives you is pretty interesting the way that they do that uh i didn't find the story very interesting at all but it's sam witwer is the main guy who's like the voice of darth maul and uh, he's he's in a lot of shows and stuff, and he's pretty cool. So it was neat to see him uh, and his projects. So that was that's an alright game. I'm not very far in, so I don't have too much to say there. But I also started Dragon Quest V today for the first time. I'm a huge Dragon Quest fan, but I've never played four or five, uh, and five is a lot of people's favorite. So I have on? it on DS. DS. Yes. I have years ago. I bought it on DS when it was like cheap. Because I was like, oh, I love Dragon Quest, and I'll get around to this. But, you know, I, I didn't. <laughs> so I was like, today, I was like, you know what? This is a good time to start. So I've been playing that. It's really fun. It has a really strong start. Um, 
I like the animations for the monsters and everything, and the art and the music is always incredible in Dragon Quest. Uh, so I'm what excited. could Dragon Quest Five do that would make you not like it? Um, that's tough because I was like, if there was no story, but then I'm like, Dragon Quest One is pretty fun for its own like reasons. But I would say if it changed the dra- like drastically changed any of the core tenets of Dragon Quest, yeah, if it changed the about- either the dragon. Or, or the quest, the quest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it was Dragon Warrior, <laughs> we'd have some words. What is that? But uh, no, like if it was to drastically change anything, like for Dragon Quest, like turn-based gameplay and like fun characters and and that kind of thing is all very essential to it. In my, perf- in my uh, opinion, obviously not in spinoffs. Like I'll play Dragon Quest Heroes or Rocket Slime, and it's great because it's its own thing. But if a core game was very different, then I might feel different about it. But uh, overall, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Those spinoffs are a lot easier to criticize than the main entries because the main Dragon Quest line of titles, the evolution between each title is so small. Like the things that Mm -hmm. they add and uh, the way that they evolve the gameplay, they just make minor tweaks, you know? I think Dragon Quest... Dragon Quest Eleven is like the biggest departure from what we typically see, but even it is even it, it's not a huge departure. Yeah, it's that's yeah, it's very much a Dragon Quest game. You but know, it's kind of nice. let you run around the battlefield, but you're still. I turn that mode off. It, Fuck that. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't actually do anything. You're not yeah. actually like in control of anything. If you're gonna get hit, you're gonna get hit. I stay in classic mode. I'm a I'm an OG boy. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's yeah. It's the thing about Dragon Quest is you know what you're getting, and so many things try drastically different things. Like Final Fantasy is a huge one. It changes, and that's great because it tries new things. But sometimes it's nice to have like a home series that mm-hmm. you can just be like, I know what I'm getting. So mm-hmm. I come back to Dragon Quest. I know exactly what I'm getting. It's like a home cooked meal. Mm-hmm. I think the the biggest thing that they can do for that series is to uh, have a narrative where you are just so emotionally invested yeah and and, you know i wish the new uh star ocean did that for me i wish i get into that yeah because i loved the idea of all those characters but Mm. the execution of their adventure was so like not what i expected and but i wish it had that i wish the next dragon quest I, i hope it has that same appeal where it has this cast where i'm just like Wow, this cast is what I want to know more about. That's me with Dragon Quest Eight. I love Dragon Quest Eight's group. It, it's so charming. So it, yeah, I'd agree though. I'd love to see another one where the characters are are the huge focus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what have you been playing, Azario? Oh man, I I've been playing. I played Maquette. Tell me, how did you feel about that? Because Monster Vine gave it a four out of five. (laughs) Okay. My review will be up all before this is up. So I gave it a seven out of ten. And um the game is the game is great. I actually actually felt pretty attached to the narrative. I think the idea of telling a story about a relationship in a video game is is done often, but you, you you so often see it in the meeting, you know, they meet each other and then 
you watch them get closer and grow and then happy ending like this is they then they they're together because of this big event yeah and and in this story or then they'll try to hit you where one person dies and then and then you have to like watch them survive after their partner died and you play and you experience that so there's there's all these different kinds of ways that mostly yeah, indie hooks. developers like to tell a story about a relationship because it's just easier for indie de- developers because you can just do a four hour five hour game yeah so it's pretty much what this is it's a three hour less game that you can get through um the thing about it is is that the story you know where the story is going you know that they don't end up together um but yet they tell the story in a way where you still want to know why, what happened. And I was so emotionally invested in that narrative of these two characters. And I think mostly it's my own experiences with relationships mm-hmm. and especially long-term ones, ones that go for two to three years. And I say this in the review, but I think, I think it's tough to care about someone but admit that you don't love them anymore. And, and that's, that's, that is such a hard thing, emotion to convey. In this game, it does it really well, and it kind of just spells it out for you in its own clever way. Yeah. Now, on the other side of that is these puzzle mechanics and their actual game design. The game design has you exploring like these different areas of around this tower and you play around with perspective as you make items bigger or smaller, placing them on objects and then, uh, or placing them in this little world. And then outside of the little world, it gets bigger and you know, it just goes on and on and on bigger, yeah. bigger, bigger, smaller. And as you do that, you can like, um, you can make a key into a bridge or something, you know, easily. Um, so, the problem is, is that you're so focused on interacting with, interacting or finding objects that do this, um, that you can make big or small, that you're never interacting with the actual environment. So you, any type of metaphors or anything that they're leading you to, you don't care about because you're too busy playing the game. Mm-hmm. And I think they made a mistake by making trophies, speed run trophies, where getting through levels in three minutes or four minutes or something like that, because it totally re- it totally removes you from a true experience. I would have loved uh, I would have loved ways to interact with the environment. There's a time where you go into a carnival, but you're there for like two seconds, and then you open up a door in the back, and then you're gone. You never go to the carnival again. Yeah. Now, wouldn't it have been more exciting if I could have played some of the carnival games that they had out there? Ways that made the experience feel unique to me. I could have passed it up, but I stayed there. I I looked around and I was given something for my exploration. And that's that is that's true game design. And and I think comes down to a budget but don't create things for the sake of making a, a world larger you know like let me let me find ways to kind of use what you built to its full extent i don't think they took advantage of their their own designs and it just makes everything feel flat 
and um like there's benches there's really nice benches like why can't i just sit there and then a little little story plays out in front of me you know yeah, a lot of like little things yeah just any way to interact with the level without interacting with an item that i'm supposed to use to get to somewhere else anything Mm. would have been great yeah Um, because you can't touch anything you can walk around a building look around bushes but you're 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 wasting your time essentially because there's nothing there they're not hiding anything there everything's out in the open and then randomly there's like three or four puzzles that require you to explore and you're like well you're you're teaching me that I shouldn't explore, that it's a waste of time. And then you put this rock over here that I'm supposed to jump over to, but I missed it because I'm not, I don't care about the environment anymore. And you taught me that. Yeah. So it's a bit contradictory. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's what I didn't like. That's what I didn't like, but the symbolism, the way that the, the game flows and just the pacing, it's all really good. Nice. Yeah. Sounds interesting. And isn't it the PS plus game this month? So people can play it. But I think it's only on PS5 for PS Plus. Yeah. So if you have a PS5, then you can yeah you can check the it out. Hundred the hundred people who have PS5s like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't rub it in their face. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I'm other than sorry. that, get the clever clever indie game. Yeah. Nice. Clever it sounds indie. like it's enjoyable in its own way. Yeah. I also played this game called Forward to the Sky on Switch. It's $50 and I beat it in two hours and on steam it's $8 and oh my God, I'm not going to say more, but don't buy that game. Damn. That's rough. Yeah. I gave it a four out of 10. Four out of 10. Mm. Azario pulling his pulling out the big guns. Yep. 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 No hesitation. And, And only because some of the puzzles and platforming sections were kind of clever. Hear that forward to the sky developers. Yeah, it's sad. It was sad. That price, that price point will just get you like the four cells that you need to break even, I guess. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> yeah. That's how Anaplex sells anime or whatever. Is it Anaplex or uh one of those yeah, companies? Yeah, Anaplex. Yeah, they'll like they'll price everything at 250. Like, All we need to do is sell six of these and we made yeah. our money, so Oh man, when, when anime DVDs were like sixty dollars for four episodes, those days. <laughs> I just I don't miss that. Uh, blockbuster and rented them, dude. My blockbuster had like no anime, none. Mm, mm. It sucked. All they had was Yu Gi Oh, and I already saw Yu Gi Oh. Yeah, well, you probably watched it when it aired, so I did, and I watched it again because that's all they had. <laughs> 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 the Kaiba one, right? It was like Kaiba and uh, Yu Gi Oh. Yeah. Kaiba, Yugi, Joey. Uh, what's the Pegasus? Pegasus, Merrick. Oh, I know them all. See, I'm a nerd, you know dude. All. You're a real I'm lead. a fucking nerd, dude. Hell yeah, brother. I'm one of you. You're one of us. <laughs> one of us. <laughs> uh, this gonna. I'm going to transfer over into our discussion this week. And just Let's to set it. it up. People are saying Bravely Default 2 is difficult. And... In, a, in the big scheme of things, JRPGs in general, I guess, are difficult. But in many games today, you have easy modes. Mm-hmm. And um, and you have things like, I don't know, Square Enix will put in an old game where you could just heal yourself with a 
Press of a button. Yeah. Like um, the, the features in the Final Fantasy 789 where you can maybe. have full MP or full limit or heal mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. And uh, with this game, I hear that the easy mode is not, or the casual mode is not as casual as people expected where the game was still hard. And I want to pick your brain on the difficulty of JRPGs and how how you feel about today's difficulty settings and kind of how that reflects what you went through with older JRPGs. Yeah. So I'm of a mixed mind on this because JRPGs are typically as hard as you are uh, patient or impatient. So like you can grind, which isn't always the best thing because not everyone likes running around the first town and fighting a bunch of enemies and then going to the end and over and over. But like, I don't know. Growing up, I, I played Pokemon and Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy and they all had challenging parts to them. But I think that was part of the experience. Like everyone who played Pokemon Gold could relate to how hard Whitney was with her mill tank. It was like a bonding experience. Yes. And you felt so tough when you beat it. You were like, I am a Pokemon master now, even though this is like my third badge. I'm a master. Uh, so in a way, I think the difficulty shapes an experience uh, if it's the way that it was intended to be made. So it's it's something that I can respect. But on the other hand, I understand wanting more accessibility for people who might be newer to JRPGs or who want the story because stories are a lot of times the reason that you go to a JRPG, uh, but they're not equipped to handle the gameplay. So while I can understand both sides, I, I do think that difficulty isn't necessarily a bad thing. And I'm not saying like get good or give up, but there's a lot to be gained from like Shin Megami Tensei is really hard in my experience, but you learn the game and it becomes less hard and you feel accomplished for getting through it. And I think that's an important thing to JRPGs is like your own personal experience with each one. So I think that a certain amount of difficulty is a good thing, but at the same time, I don't want to exclude people. So it's a tough balance, but I I do think that a certain amount of difficulty helps shape an experience to be more, personal so i am not against difficulty personally yeah i i agree with you the growing up you had um you had games like uh final fantasy 7 and man even like um ray fencer musashi musashi mm-hmm. uh what else did you got you, you 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 had a lot of difficult games and i'm not and I'm not gonna throw out like Ninja Gaiden or anything. We're talking yeah. about, we're taking we're talking JRPGs. Yeah. And uh and even growing up, I remember using GameShark for some yeah. of my playthroughs. I was nine years old and I still I still used GameShark sometimes. I the first time I beat Final Fantasy VIII, I I think I did use a Game Shark. Mm. Um but then my memory got erased and I had to start over and I didn't use the Game Shark the next time. Yeah. But I always I always loved getting lost in JRPGs 
And yeah. I had I I think Dragon Quest Seven. Yeah. I did this. You a get lot, really lost in seven. Where you would get lost and you would grind without knowing that you're grinding because yeah. uh because you get lost and you're just you're uh you're gaining level each each battle. Um and I think I think with games like Bravely Default 2 and people kind of attacking that title as oh this is this is too hard. I've fought this boss so many times. The thing is is they're not removing they're not removing you from understanding how to get through that boss. Yeah. They they give you 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 have the tools. You you can go out and you can fight and you can grind. Um I think I think the 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 genre of JRPG is getting is getting kind of blended with other titles that are doing the same thing but having these accessibility features and and then we have this like FOMO effect where new players are coming into this game and they're like, wow, everyone told me that I would love this game, but it's freaking hard. Yeah. I played this other game and it was super easy. And it's like, like, well, you, you actually need to experience what, how this genre is actually enjoyed and, and what, I mean, you don't go, you don't go to a, a punk rock show looking for rap music, you know, you got to adjust your, your likes and the fact that there is also a difficulty meter, I think that was included in a lot of the Tales games too, where if you were dying on a boss a lot, you can just switch the difficulty to easy real quick, fight the boss, and not and then raise it back up again and not really lose anything of it. Um but I uh, I think again, yeah, what you said, I like the option, but I think we need to be more forgiving of developers who want to test players and want to create this experience with your party you know because that's that's what it is it's it's you making these memories with your party and yeah you're just level grinding but through those level grindings you're learning new abilities since there's a job class system you're actually creating a unique character to your playthrough through these job classes Um, and i think i think that is that is the whole experience you know removing something like that and making it way too easy for for someone i don't know i think it really comes down to like the the creator's vision if they mm -hmm. want this difficulty because they want the experience that'll give you i think that should be honored like i think easy mode and stuff is fine for more the more accessibility reasons but i still think that you know someone's vision should be should be honored because that's what they're trying to make so it's it's a tough situation yeah, I don't want to be mean to people who want to experience a JRPG story or play it at least, but they don't have the the skill to to understand the battle system or the time, I guess, because it is a time investment. And I think it that's is, where yeah. we get to the switch, you know? Just mm-hmm. you could take it on the go with you, you can play it in your bed for a couple hours. Yeah. Um we don't you don't need to beat the game right away take take some weeks with it i think we're all we're always we're always looking forward to the next release you know it's true like we're always like we're always like okay bravely defaults two's here what's next what's next just slow down yeah slow down take your time 
experience the game. Let the game take, take it you. in. Play the side quests. Yeah. Uh, understand the characters. Invest in it. Because honestly, like, I wish I had that opportunity. I, I review so many games that it's hard to just sit down and play a game that I've wanted to play. I'm right now I'm playing PSP games because yeah. I, I just feel. need to decompress and like play some, but even then I can only play for like 30 minutes before bed, mm-hmm. but that's my time to just play something that I, I, I wouldn't normally play. So, yeah. so if you have a couple hours then, and you want to experience JRPG, there are ways to level grind. Um, you, you can just the same monster over and over and over again and it get a little boring i don't know i don't get bored i don't either i like if for level grinding it's like i'll just throw on like a video essay or like a podcast and it's like i'll just do it on the side and it's it's its own little experience yeah i'll I'll usually put on anime too i'll I'll watch a few episodes of anime or i don't know yeah level it gets to a point where the because now you have the features where you can speed up time too. We didn't used to mm. have that. Yeah, like exactly. Emulators of like uh, Final Fantasy VI and uh, just speeding up time and then level grinding. And because there's always that that uh, well or like that yeah. stream in the first dungeon where it heals you automatically. Yeah. Speed so up 10x and just uh, fight, 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 heal, fight, 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 fight heal. Yeah. And you uh, so, always, whether it's like a well or the first in, you're like, okay. Like even today when I was playing Dragon Quest V, I was like, oh, okay. Guess it's time to do my early game level up. Run around fighting enemies. Oh, I got enough gold to go to the inn and I got more experience. Time to go get some equipment, take a nap, go back to grinding. Take uh, Grind until you have more gold and more experience. Go back to taking a nap. Oh, cool. I'm level eight. Should be good to go now. It, like it's its own part of the game. I did that with the uh, collection of Saga that I recently reviewed. I I just played. I just level grinded. Oh my god! Because that game that game can be pretty hard. That can be a very challenging game. Uh, if if you're not prepared, especially if you're not prepared with the proper party, man, that game is play the. I want you all to play that game, just to know that like like the cryptic shit that we had to put up. Yeah, <laughs> just we, this is why play. we needed cheat websites. Yeah, this is this is definitely why. Uh, yeah, the saga in general is not a very forgiving game if you screw up for too long. Um, but do you have any tips for people? I guess one of them would be to watch something while you're level grinding. Yeah, look up like look up how you should level grind. Like in Dragon Quest, uh, metal slimes give you tons of experience. So it's like mm-hmm. fans of the series know that you 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 find the nearest metal slime area. So look up whether that game has like things that veterans like people on game facts who played the game a hundred times they typically love sharing that kind of info they're like oh i'm excited that you're playing this game here's where you go Mm -hmm. so look up where you should level grind how to do it um look up like how to get ahead in the game and then just watch some stuff or listen to something and just kind of grind away and then even if you grind too much like if if you're not someone who enjoys like the the strategic part of an rpg and you want the story but you can't fast forward or anything just level grind until you're too strong and then you can walk through the rest of the game because you just spent some time doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some really cool characters. I always did a good rule of thumb that I have to buy every weapon at every new town. Yep. And if I could yep. afford every weapon, then I'm probably in a, in the best shape. Every yeah, I'm probably leveled up enough. 
yeah, if I can afford it, uh, then I should be good. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I honestly, like even with Final Fantasy VII Remake, I didn't have to level grind at all. No, not at all. And now I mean, part of it, I did like side stuff, but I think that's the best balance you can get in a game is where playing the game and doing side content is enough. Yeah. Because then you it encourages you to experience the whole game mm-hmm. without like so if you speed through it, the punishment is that you have to be more prepared. But if you're trying to experience the full game, then it's like, sure, you've done your stuff. Like, go ahead. I think that's the best balance you can find. Yeah. I think that I think Final Fantasy Seven remake does a great job at it. Yeah, I'd agree. But um other than that, do you have any other uh comments on difficulty in video game or JRPGs? Uh I don't think so. Just uh, challenge yourself. Like sometimes it's fun to try something really hard. Mm-hmm. Like I'm bad at Souls games, but I played Demon Souls, and I was like, uh, after I kind of got over the the hump of like, oh, I'm not good at this. This is hard. I was like having fun, even though I was dying, and I was like, oh, I got close. So from firsthand experience, I I recommend challenging yourself because uh, it's really interesting what you learn when you play through a game like that. Yeah, I think I think that challenge only creates really fun memories growing up. Yeah. Like I can, I can sit here and tell you the hours that I spent uh, playing saga frontier two, you know, and just like getting through, getting through that game. I didn't have a memory card for the longest time either. So I had to, yeah, I remember that. I had to really the beginnings of a few games a lot of times. Um, Over and over. Yeah. Um, But I think, I think it did. I think it's a part of the experience. And I think if, if games today are, are giving you that, then, then take them, take them in because they, they do, you know, you don't have to be the best. You don't have to be, you don't have to do everything in style. Like you see people online doing, just take your, take your own pace and make, make your own experiences. Yeah. Um, Don't let anything, don't let anything be too hard for you. Don't let that game, control you you know you're yeah, a human show who's boss yeah you're a fucking human being <laughs> you're just... above this game <laughs> uh, i believe in all of you i do too we both do we both believe in you so if you find something challenging uh keep trying keep go for that chicken god but oh <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> Did you see that news? You ever seen that news outtake? Like, you fuck! God damn it! These meta memes that I'm too old to be. The guy fucked a chicken. I know two two memes of a man fucking a chicken, but I don't think it was either. Of them. And I don't think that's one of them. I don't think it was either of those things. Um, on that note, I could note that out. I think we're gonna wrap that up. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> well thank you so much for listening to episode five and uh have a great week have a great night everybody bye